Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though. Thanks for tuning in. And we just want to say, you guys, here we are. We're still in it. We're still in it to win it. We're still wearing team no pants. And by no pants, I mean no jeans. <laughs> team no pants involves leggings and or pajama pants. I will say I've worn my robe over my actual clothes, you know, what, three days in a week. My kids are feral. I bathe them for the first time. I'm like, oh, that's what your hair looks like when it's been freshly washed. Yeah. It's all bouncy and curly. Oh, nice. That's good. Oh, it's too good. Oh so for all of you who are showering on a regular basis, well done. Put that on your resume because yeah, it's impressive. Here's the Bloom House. Yeah. Shoot. It's not happening like that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> Today we are talking about why do you keep carrying that though? Because here's the thing. As we're all stuck inside our homes, we're aware of all the things we've bought over the years, all the things that are crowding on our tables and in our drawers and in our closets, and the things that our kids have under their beds or in their toy boxes or the things they carry around. And we're like, why, child? Why? Mm-hmm. why? Or your spouse or your dog or whoever, or even yourself. You're like, why am I carrying this? Why do I still have this? Mm-hmm. Yesterday, my son, my five-year-old, was carrying around an Easter basket with plastic eggs with nothing in them. And then he got out a paper cutter and was trying to cut the eggs. And I didn't have the heart to stop him. The day before that, he was walking around with flip-flops and a screwdriver. Again, didn't have the heart to stop yes, him. Of course. That's how we're doing. And then it's this so just needs great. to be said because I need sympathy. And Ashley already knows this. But I was on a Zoom call that I had muted, put in my pocket. And I had one earbud in, one earbud tucked into my shirt so the other one wouldn't fall out. Making eggs for my children because... That's what I was doing, and that's what they asked for for breakfast. <laughs> and my little boy grabbed the kitchen scissors and was about to cut the cord on my earpod or my uh yeah my earpods. See, and I looked feral. at him. That is a feral oh. situation right there. When they take yeah. the scissors to your earbuds, you know, like we're feral around here for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, you need to go to preschool. You need to go be with your people because yes, this is not happening. Right. Oh. I was like, you put those scissors away right now. And he (laughs) was like, no. (laughs) Anyway, that's how we're doing, people. Oh, my gosh. Well, we finally cut our boys' hair. They were starting to look like some sort of version of Rambo, both of them. (laughs) And um, the hair was just everywhere. It was sort of mullety, but sort of like, I just don't even know how to describe it. Way too long. It was in their face. And I've been begging Cody for big boy haircuts for a long time now. Where I was like, just shave the sides. Like, shave it. Just cut it all off. And guys, they look so handsome. I don't even know oh. how to tell you. So at long last, they have short hair. They can see again. <clears throat> they look they styled. See. They look, you know, not like Rambo. And this is really my goal <laughs> during quarantine is that my children do not look like Rambo. And as far as carrying things go, Tiffany, we have the same issue over here. So we got this toy bin to keep things Uh-oh. organized. And it has a bunch of like, you know, little white buckets that just sit on shelves so that everything's Oh, I love away. that. Yeah, it's great. Oh, I love that. It's awesome. Except what they do is they 
pull it out, they pull out a bucket, they dump out one of them, and then they put random stuff in the bucket. And so the little one has buckets just all over the house of just random, like maybe there's a Woody doll, maybe there's a potato smasher, and it's all just inside this bucket. And then (laughs) Levi loves to collect. (laughs) Yes, a potato smasher. I'm not joking. (laughs) Levi loves to collect things in bags. So he'll get a a grocery bag from underneath the sink, or he will get a trash bag, or he'll get a box, an old box from a Lego set. And it will just be full of the most random stuff. And I'm like, why are you guys doing this? Not only are you carrying around 75 things at a time, but then they leave their little bags everywhere for either us to clean up or at the end of the day when we go crazy and have to start singing the cleanup song or I'm just going to go mad. So I'm like, why are you guys constantly carrying all this crap? But then as Tiffany already alluded to, I think to myself, what kind of crap am I carrying? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. What is my physical material load? What is my spiritual emotional load? What is my mental load? Like, what are the things that we are all still carrying that really are not serving us that are putting a heavy weight on us, and are just really, really unnecessary for our daily life. And I remember hearing um, this gal, Ali Kazaza talk about um, a UCLA study, and it was done probably like 15 years ago, I think that's right, we'll try to link to it in the show notes for you guys. Um, But I think it was 15 years ago. So I can only imagine now what it actually is. But it was talking about the correlation between the amount of stuff we have and the amount of stress we have in our life, because there's always things to clean up, always things to take care of, always things to put away, always things to be worried about, always things to think about. And so I I thought, man, that's so true that we just sort of collect things all over the place in our lives. And why do we keep carrying that stuff? Like, why? Why to my children? And why to myself? And why to all of you? <laughs> and especially when it's lost its value, as you said, I think right. um, my oldest is, I love that you talked about the empty Lego box. I forgot about how much my kids <sighs> stuff random junk and empty Lego boxes. That is, right? Why? I feel so seen right now. And one of the things that is often found in an uh, uh, old grocery bag, like you said, or an empty Lego box, very, very similar things happen here, is um, <laughs> a Chick-fil-A fry box. You'll see an empty Chick-fil-A used fry box or oh, a man. empty Chick-fil-A used chicken nugget box or something that has had a purpose at one time <laughs> right but no longer has a purpose but maybe right. maybe it'll be purposeful again maybe it'll be a value to you again right maybe it'll come back around maybe you could use it for something even though it's stained and oily mm-hmm. and gonna Dirty. attract ants in the wrong place in your house <laughs> and you're like why why do we no why and or or you're mm-hmm. holding things that are uh, in your heart that are mismatched you know my my king my kingston my little guy five years old he often has a dino in one hand and like a paintbrush from an old crayola paint set in the other and there's no <laughs> yeah. he doesn't have a paint set he just has the paint brush because yes. he's convinced that at some point he'll be painting today yes. tomorrow next week next year yeah so paintbrushes are something he loves to carry around and i'm like what are you doing with those he's like well i might i might use them i need them i need them mm. and i'm like oh you're gonna just carry it to the point that he won't like if he needs his water bottle or he needs something that is of value he won't put down what he doesn't need to pick up what he does need he won't put down Woo! the useless to pick message. up the useful right message and i'm like buddy i can't do this for you i'm not gonna work harder than you on this you have to do this you have to advocate for yourself you need to do this for yourself 
The yes. big thing that I've taken to is I'm not your maid. They want ice in their water bottles because I don't know where they think they live and they think that Honestly, I'm Honestly, what is this? The, the freaking Ritz? No. I know. I'm like, uh, get your own ice if you want ice in yeah. your water bottles. Figure Help it out. yourself <laughs> or how about no? We don't do yeah. ice in water bottles around these parts. Oh my goodness. Plus the condensation is going to ruin the floor because you're going to leave the water bottle on the yeah. floor. It's just um, no. Hard pass. I'm like, who do you think I am? What do you think I do? Do you think I get paid for this? Anyway. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> But this idea that they're carrying around useless things, and I know I do yes. it too. I know. Totally. I, you know what? I I I joke that they have, you know, Chick Fil A wrappers that they're keeping as if they're the crown jewels. And I think of the box of what was once holding French macarons <laughs> from Lodgery. I still have that box because I'm like, oh, this is a value. I could use this someday. <laughs> That is Which I do amazing. have all my watches in it, so I, I feel somewhat like That's teaser, right. It has some kind of use. Some kind of use. But don't we do that, Ashley? Don't yeah, we hold we do. on to things? And remember, y'all, we have a limited capacity. As yep. much as we'd love to think that yes. we have a grand capacity, God God accommodates our capacity. As I've said before, I heard it from yeah. Andy Stanley, and I've just held on to that. God accommodates our capacity. Mm-hmm. But with our finite capacity, sometimes we got to put some things down so we can pick some things up. Yeah, put some things I down love it. so we can pick some things up. So, so good. I was having, we talked about this on Manic Monday, our Instagram live show that we do on Monday mornings at 930 on the, on the West Coast. And um, I was talking about this, but last week was one of those weeks for me that was just very, very hard. And I was like, I don't think we're going to make it. In fact, over the weekend, I literally asked my husband like five times, babe, are we going to be okay? Sweetie, are we going to be okay? Baby, are we going to be okay? Mm. Because I just could not get past that sort of sense of like, this is never ending and I'm not going to get through this. Also, I was feeling quite isolated. I finally put this together yesterday, but what was really happening is I was feeling very isolated because as a writer and speaker, my work can be very collaborative, but very often isn't. And so I'm used to sort of working in my own zone to write or to prepare a message or do whatever I might be doing but it is kind of isolated. So aside from partnering with Tiffany on a weekly basis, I don't get to do that much partnership. And then the lack of my, having a faith community to physically serve right now, spiritually, I can serve my faith community, but I don't have one I can physically serve. And it was really making me feel isolated. And for me, when I'm in isolation, the first thing that happens is it starts to affect my identity. And I start asking questions like, what am I even doing? What is the point of this? I don't think I have anything to say. I don't think I'm helping at all. I don't know what the point is. And so I was having all these thoughts. And then shortly followed by those thoughts, I think comes comparison, where I start looking at other people and thinking, gosh, they seem to be really doing well in this and just excelling and creating all these opportunities for connection. And what am I doing with my life? (laughs) So I think one of the things that I don't want to keep carrying personally is that sense of isolation, because I know if I'm going to carry that sense of isolation, because the truth is not that I'm isolated. The truth is that we are staying at home to stay safe right now. And the truth is that I have a community of people that I'm connected to that I speak to on a regular, consistent basis. So that's the truth, no matter how I feel. Because if I allow myself to carry that sense of isolation, then it turns into identity. What am I even doing? I'm not sure I'm making a difference. I'm not sure what I have to say counts. I'm not sure the things that I'm carrying in this season even matter. Who would even want to hear this? Why am I writing this second book? And I just go on this trajectory. It affects my identity, which directly affects my purpose, which then leads to comparison. And so now you can see I've picked up from that one thing. I've picked up four, th- four more things that I don't need. And so yeah. I wonder how often spiritually and mentally and in our hearts and in our heads we are you know, allowing ourselves to spiral. And listen, sometimes it just happens. You have to 
have to reach out to friends and say, I'm not doing well. <laughs> you know, like that just has to be a thing that's part of being human. So I'm not saying that we get to a place where we never experience these emotions because that's very unrealistic. But I am saying there are things that we can do to sort of pull ourselves back into reality, pull ourselves back into connection, pull ourselves back into belonging and um, community in a way that can really help us not feel um, so isolated or whatever our trigger might be. For you, it might be fear. It might be insecurity. It might be feeling like um, anxious or depressed. Like, I don't know what everybody's things are. We all have them. But for me, I just realized last week, emotionally and spiritually, those are the things I'm not going to carry this week, God. And I really, really want you to help me. And I'm doing a course with uh, Daniel Strickland right now um, called The Way Down. And it's basically the Beatitudes. And it's talking about how do we mm. find, like the way of Jesus is really a way, it's a creative way downward. And not meaning like descending in a negative way, but descending into humility and descending into this understanding of the holiness of God. And um, in the Beatitudes in the message version, it says you're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. Because when there's less of you, there's more of God in his role. And so when I read that from the message version yesterday, I was like, Ashley, you know what? This is the time. Yes, you're at the end of your rope, sister. But you know what? That means more opportunity for less of you and more of God in his role. And so that's kind of what's going on with me and what I'm carrying and trying not to carry this week. <laughs> that's beautiful. I love that you touched on the triggers of that is, you know, there's so many things to feel right now, right, y'all? And yes. they're not bad. We're going to feel anxious. We're going to feel lonely. Mm -hmm. We're going to feel isolated. We're going to feel feel fearful. Those are a given. Um, that's what's in our path. But we don't have to pick up the effects, right? We don't have to pick up and carry around these things that will just consume us. And so being able to have um, a plan in place when those triggers do happen, right? As Ashley just said, when those things do happen, whatever the trigger may be, I don't have to do that. And and she's put something in place that she can do instead. Put put together a plan and a path um, that is that is healthy, that is whole, that she can put. I'm not saying put it on autopilot, but put it in the forefront right. of her mind where this is yep. instead what she's going to pick up. And I and you hit on it. <clears throat> and I just want to. Um, pull on this thread, if you don't mind, is just the Go comparison. Yes. Because we pick up so much. And I, I recently finished Jen Hatmaker's new book. I think it's Fierce, Free, Full of Fire, Free, mm -hmm. Fierce, Full of Fire, something like that. Yep. Anyway, it's a great book. And she had a chapter on body image, and I've been chatting about it on interviews lately and, and a speaking engagement I even had the other night on Zoom. And I just, yeah, something she said in there was so powerful. And she talks about... Um, media and ads throughout the ages and back in the day and i'm talking back in the day before you know tvs you would have never seen somebody that fit or that polished in person maybe but once right. or twice in your life right but now we're inundated with just polished images of people yep. and of course we've said this on why though before but who's profiting off that feeling who's yeah. profiting it's off good. you feeling bad and and then there's the other part where it's just friends you follow who you know, they're posting their great day. They're posting when they're killing it at something. And that, that you know, we ask ourselves, well, what am I killing it at? And I don't think right. we're, we're, we're not trying to make ourselves feel bad. We're not trying to feel low. But if that's an area that we're tender or an area that we're struggling, especially amid a pandemic, then of course we're like, right. man, I'm not doing so hot. Look at them. Look, look how well they're doing. They're, 
they're killing it. And then we, we are caring. We go into the garden of what we're in and we start picking up the weeds of failure or the weed of right. competition or the weeds of whatever. Yeah. And we're like, look, this is who I am. This is what is my makeup. As Ashley right. said, when you start to believe that, it becomes who you are. It becomes your being and in, in, in your makeup. And this is what you believe your DNA is. And right. it's not true. That's right. You got to speak truth. And so, and, and Ashley really painted it out perfect when she said, I am not isolated. I am staying home to stay healthy, to stay safe, and to protect others. Like calling out the truth as, oh, you know, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why is this the yeah. way it is? Because even, you know, when we're trapped at home, you know, we joke, my, my kids are feral or this is happening or, you know, the wild things at home. It's like, no, why am I here? I'm here because yeah. I'm doing my part. I'm here because I do want to protect others and I do want to stay safe and I do want to stay healthy. And I do, you know, be able to tell yourself, why, why is this even happening in the first yes. place? Gosh, it's so beautiful. Go back to the beginning and and just yank on that rope to get like, okay, yes. how did we get here? Come on, because that's I think it. a lot of us are asking like, you know, how did I get here? I I joked with Ashley the other day. I feel creative atrophy because I am, you know, right. my my husband, he's an essential worker in his field, um, not yeah. essential as you know, grocery store workers or anything like that. But he's considered an essential worker by yeah. our state government, and so he's working his hiney off, and he's gone a lot right now, and so. I'm used to having at least two hours a day yeah. to create work, whatever. And then I fit in another, hopefully two hours around that. And yep. that's limited to 40 minutes when my kids are watching Lion Guard. And I'm like, okay, I don't have a whole lot of me to um, to create and think. And I'm the kind of person, perhaps you are as well. I feel most like myself when I can create, when I can totally think, when I can work. I, I, I know yeah. I'm a better mother and wife when I work. Me too. And feeling like I can't carry that right now. Yeah. I'm carrying a lot of other things, and some of them are necessary, and it is seasonal, y'all. We're not going to carry yes. some of these things forever. That's right. But I have to look at everything I'm carrying and think, am I carrying the weight of competition? Am I carrying the weight of failure when it's so unnecessary? Am I carrying something that is so fear-based? Come on. You know? I think uh, something I was reading last night was because of – um, now change food chain shortages and if you've gr- grew up in a food insecure home or if you struggle with food insecurity i i have that in my past um you know i i look at the shelves and i'm like oh i need to buy everything right i, I want to hoard because i think i don't know where my next meal's coming from or even though i've worked through a lot of that in my adult life and but realizing no i've got to get to the root of this am i carrying something that you know external forces are pushing 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 to the point I'm going to pick up an empty Chick-fil-A container, right? I know that mm. I'm still keeping my metaphor here. but No, I love it. Let's it's make so sure we're not picking up or carrying anything that is useless. Yeah. Anything that is useless. It takes, I know it takes a lot of self-examination, but I encourage yeah. us, even though we're just trying to play keep up and catch up in our life right now, it is still worth yeah. it to examine what's in our hands. What are we carrying? What are we carrying that is of no value that is holding us down that we need to drop and so we can hold on to what is good and even as you talked about the beatitudes i'm like okay today i'm going after the beatitudes i want to carry that i want to carry that in my spirit i want to carry that in my soul me too Um, i want to carry peace and patience with my children um, yes with my spouse yes and i want to carry grace for myself when my list of expectations aren't what they used to be or what I thought I could accomplish in a day isn't what yes, it used to be. Yes, come on. You know, grace for when I the dreams that. of what you had in this season aren't going to come to pass. 
come on. That's huge. Yeah, I love this other passage and I'm I'm stuck in the message version of these beatitudes but it says this and it hits on some of the things that you're talking about co- competition and fighting but it says you're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight and oh, that's girl, when you discover what? who you really mm. are and your place in God's family and so when I read that yesterday and I've been sitting on the one I already shared and this one and, and this morning and I just thought to myself God that's that's who I am you have blessed me to be able to to help people cooperate instead of compete or fight and even though within me there are tensions or even online there's tensions or maybe in your family there's tensions there's all these things and it and we can be the kind of people who set ourselves up to compete with others or even to just let that as tiffany was saying carry it around let it live in us or we can be the kind of people who go you know what i want to cooperate with god in this season of my life holy spirit i want to cooperate with you and lord let my heart learn what you're trying to teach me and god in that spirit i want to learn to cooperate with others even if they have different ways of expressing their beliefs or different convictions or believe something different about this pandemic or believe something different about whatever, Lord, I'm going to work to be the kind of person who doesn't stir up competition and fighting, but the kind of person who can help people cooperate. Um, because yeah. that's when I find out who I really am and God's and, and my place in God's family. And I just thought that was really powerful. And on that note, I've been thinking a lot about what are the things spiritually that we carry that are crushing us? And I know for me in this season, you know, um, as much as we loved our time in Manhattan, and I would never change a single thing about it, but there were like a series, you know, from my birth story, if you've read my book, it was so dramatic, <laughs> like, you know, from yeah. the birth to different housing things that we experienced. And we just went through some things that were really traumatic. And, you know, coming out on the other side of it and being in LA and two weeks landed here, and then suddenly a pandemic hits before we've had time to really connect with others or be with people or sit in community. And I just thought to myself, God, I realized that some of the past traumas that we've walked through, and I'm not just talking about even my season in New York, but even prior to that, have started this unbelief in me that God, Mm. I know you're good, but I don't know if you're going to be good to me. And so I think it's really important in this season and in this time to ask ourselves, God, what am I carrying spiritually? And why do I keep carrying it? Because I really do believe that there's like a seed of unbelief in me for a couple of things. And I've just been asking the Lord, it's not something I can change on my own. I don't know if you guys have ever tried to just like rid yourself of anxiety or rid yourself of fear, you know, rid yourself of insecurity. Mm -hmm. It's just like willpower doesn't work. This is one of those things where we have to get quiet before the Lord, Um, as cliche and old school as that sounds, but get quiet before the Lord and say, God, I need your help to uproot this out of my life. This is not something I can do on my own. And God, I don't want to just say, I believe, I believe, I believe. I really want to get to a place in my life where I trust and believe that you are good. And not only are you good, God, but you are good to me, that you come through for me. Not just everybody that I'm believing for, not just what you did for us in the past, but God, right now in the present, you are good and I'm going to trust and believe. So I think thinking about like, what spiritually are we carrying? Um, Tiffany, has the pandemic brought up anything for you that you're like, spiritually, I don't want to carry this anymore? Yeah, first, I want to comment on that. So well said, Ashley. And I think that so many of us, we define God's capabilities, not from someone at a pulpit who had three or four points and is trying to convince us of one thing or another. We often define who God is in our lives and his power and capabilities by our experiences and honestly mm-hmm. our low moments in the moments where we feel raw and tender yep like okay god who are you now where yeah. are you right now in this moment yeah this is this is shaping my understanding of you you know mm. i think of um i think of hagar running away from abram 
and you know after she was forced to be this surrogate to him and she runs away and has this raw mm. moment at a well and 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 names god the god who sees after she has this exchange with a holy being of like where are you going what are you doing and right. it encourages her to return and that raw moment where yeah. she felt seen that that's when we decide who god is and she named Come on, i mean one, one of the first name god so it just is um i think that is so is so real and for all of us i think that we'd be silly not to assume that our understanding of the holy is changing that this is right. affecting us in a primal deep way come on um if we come out of this the same person we went into it and i don't mean that cliche like you need no. to be 25 pounds lighter with a six-pack and no have none of that crap cured cancer i don't mean that i mean coming out of this spiritually the same person that that's not come i don't on, know sister. that that's the case because right. we this is collective trauma unlike anything yes. anybody has ever experienced and that is yes. painful and we are going to have the scars we are going yeah. to bear marks from this it is just the truth and so yes. being able to identify the loss and the fear and what we really believe um what am i feeling of this or struggling with this i, I mean what am i i think we're all just <laughs> on so many fronts struggling i think very similar to yours the loss of connection is yeah. very real and your brain yeah. wants to convince you that you have to do this on your own that this is just you and we've we've briefly mentioned this in the before but you know the limbic system will not be tricked it knows if you're staring at somebody in a screen versus staring at somebody in person right you're, you're picking up all those nonverbal cues that you really can't focus in on on zoom or facetime and yeah um, so much of being with another person is reading their body language and yes. feeling seen and known by their nods or the way their shoulders are turned to you you know all of those yes. things communicate respect affirmation love um vulnerability yeah. all of that so i think that that is very much felt um i think yeah. honestly and this is <laughs> the type a enneagram three coming out so forgive me but i miss being able to work at full capacity i i just i love yep feeling alive and that's one of the ways i feel alive right um Same. is get by that. getting to do what i believe that i was called to do yes and that's hard because that's not even happening not in the most not in not in 20 minute 40 minute blocks i mean it you know if for anyone who considers themselves a creative you don't just like start going 100 miles per hour you got to get in the zone you got to mm -hmm. get yourself settled you got to mm -hmm. find your spot to like really create and coming off of just writing a book um, my book was due april 1 and it'll be out march of next year i had all these big dreams of what i was going to do next and you know we're all yeah. sacrificing dreams in one way or another and we're totally. all managing extraordinary disappointment so i think yeah, not being able, you know, not being able to do the things that make me feel like myself. Um, yeah. Even the simplest things of put my hand to the plow and and labor in the way that I I love. Yes. Gosh, I I could not relate to you more. I just same. It's like one of my pathways to worship is working and mm. and mm. serving. That's my other one, and those are two things I really can't do right now. And um, I get that it it affects me in a really deep way, and I understand exactly what you're saying. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, it's I was even thinking about, you know, we're wrapping up here, but I just I think there's other areas of our lives we could think about financially. You know, we've we've all yeah. stopped spending <laughs> in, a, yeah. in a big way because you just can't you can't, you know, run down the street and buy the things that you want to buy. So just thinking through like 
Was I carrying a financial load before that maybe I don't want to carry when this thing is over? Have I been learning some disciplines that I want to keep in the next season of my life? Or maybe for you, it's physically in your house. You've had time to be like, we are hoarders and I can't take it anymore. (laughs) You've cleaned out some closets and you've gotten rid of crap in your garage or you are just thinking about what you can purge from your kids' items or from maybe old books from school or whatever it might be. You know, be thinking about, God, what am I carrying? Because all this crap weighs me down. And so, Lord, I want to run free and I want to run wild and I want to be able to not be carrying any weights that would hinder me from accomplishing what you put me on earth to do. And listener, we want to encourage you because we know this these times can sometimes feel dark and we want to encourage you that your place in the world matters and that we are yeah. truly not the same without you. And we need exactly what you were created to give. So don't stop. You might be able to do only a little bit of what you could do before, but listen, that little bit is important and we need it in the world. So don't give up and keep going and trust that on the other side of this thing, God has you, that he's holding you, that he's carrying you through this and that you are not alone. No matter how it feels, you are not alone and we're in your corner. We're cheering you on and we love the time and we treasure the time that we get to spend with you week after week. Thank you so much for being the most amazing listeners on the planet. (laughs) You really are. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, listeners, remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit tiffanybloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit ashabercrombie.org. See you next week.